Hey everybody, this is Cole Jackson here for BYNK, local artist spotlight. Um, here today with an artist that um, I heard a few years ago, and um, she's gonna be our first interview for the station. I had to do this. Um, I haven't told you this yet. I did it on purpose. Um, I think that you are an amazing artist. First and foremost, I just, I love your stuff, everything. Um, the one song, my favorite song out of everything that you have done is uh, the Creative Control song. Like, you killed the beat. Creative Control, we got the goal, so speak from your soul. Do what you want and not what you told. Creative Control, Creative Control, oh, 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 oh. Down with the spit, black hounds, fist pounds. I'm down with the click, oh, go, go, go. You killed the beat. What? Completely, yes, you killed it. How you held the zip? I just, I didn't want to get your head swollen. <laughs> Got it. Um, but you are like amazing. I really want you to go forward with whatever you do. Um, introduce yourself to everybody. Let everybody know who you are. Thanks, man. Um, hi, folks at home. My name is uh, Locks, or some call me Lauren Michelle now. Okay. Kind of dabbling between names, okay. to be honest. Okay. Um, Where you give, give people a bio? Where you from? What you do? Everything. So I am from music wise. <laughs> yeah, you want the fools? We story. want the all in, you know. Um, from Fairfield, Alabama, born and raised, but running around Birmingham most of my life. I was. I'm a former member of the hip hop group called the Ninjas. Uh, we were together for about three years. Mm -hmm. I think we've been split for maybe two. Do you want to talk about the other members that were part of that group? Like who were the other two? Or do you want to talk about it? Uh, just say shout out or no, nah, it was just a bad. Nah, okay, don't worry about it. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad split. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but I've been performing about, sheesh, five years now, mm -hmm. and um, I've been writing since I was maybe 13, 14, yeah, and I'm 23 now, so That's quite cool. a while, quite some time. Um, so let's get into this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think it's hard to get played in Birmingham? Like, through your main radio stations? A little bit, I think, um, especially for the stations like 95.7, which are the is the predominant station that'll play local artists here. Um, I feel like you have to have a certain type of sound. There's no radio station that welcomes independent artists with possibly different sounds rather than your typical um, trap maybe or you know the, what's hot mainstream right so have you ever tried to get on 957 or any deal like it's 957 and he wasn't in another one but they it was 104.1 but they ended up going through some other they got bought out by like iHeartRadio. Mm -hmm. um i never personally tried to get my stuff on 95. um i do have a few friends who did, which is Eugenius and mm -hmm. um, he and Jasmine Garfield actually had a song together that got on 95. And I think um, Schooly Escobar, who's another local artist, got some of his stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I think I think their sounds, like Schooly and Eugene, Eugenius, can kind of contribute to that whole 95 vibe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if my sound would ever be able to do that per se. Maybe some of the stuff that I'm doing now, but yeah. my older stuff, especially with the, the ninjas, I don't know if we would have ever made it to that platform. Do you think, as far as getting on the radio and getting airtime play, do you think that they look down upon like local artists and that's why they don't give them a lot of airplay? Or Because I really, 
I really haven't heard. I honestly haven't really heard any local artists on 95.7. Yeah. And not to bad mouth them or anything like that, but I haven't heard them. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily think they downplay per se, but I think the people who are in charge kind of know who their main audience is. So they try to keep that audience happy. Mm. Um, and I think, I mean, even when like uh, Eugenius and them got their stuff on there, it seemed like it was playing at a later time like mm -hmm. maybe 10 p.m. at night like so everybody's out at the club listening to other stuff <laughs> so um I, I don't know i don't know if it's necessarily a purposeful thing mm -hmm. but um so piggybacking off of that how big is the the hip-hop movement here in Birmingham? like if if you could rate how big it is between one and ten like how big is the hip-hop movement here I would give it a a seven, honestly. Um, I don't think, of course, Birmingham is not uh, flourishing per se like somewhere like Atlanta is, but I think that there's a, a private hip hop community here mm -hmm. that maybe a lot of outsiders don't know about. But once you are able to step into that community, mm -hmm. you're like, <laughs> that's wow. what. That was culture shock for me. Yeah. Because I went to a couple of shows and it was just kind of like. Right. Like, I was dumbfounded because I was like, they're tight mm -hmm. and they should be being played on yeah. the radio. Yeah. And then they have people who are like really huge fans of a lot of the artists here mm -hmm. too. I mean, they show, I send a lot of love there. Yeah. Like, you, you have like almost like this uh, cult following of mm -hmm. the hip hop. Birmingham movement mm. like and it's it's insane and I kind of don't get me wrong like I, I want everybody to get play and recognition but it's also like really cool that it's super underground and it's kind of like this exclusive family that you have that a lot of people don't even know about right do you think it's harder for for people to get their music out because it's so underground or do you think it's it's they just make it for their personal fans and that's it Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know. I think just from my experience of um, getting a chance to kind of perform and get to know some of the people in that underground community, I think it's just a fact of like nobody looks at anybody from Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Like even like um, outside of Alabama per mm -hmm. se. like nobody's looking here for the next big thing mm -hmm. so i think that may put a a damper on the growth but i mean and i also think it's the music industry is also all about work ethic mm -hmm. and um what you put into it and i know a few people that just go hard like working day in and day out like no sleep mm -hmm. and i'm like you should be on the map now. <laughs> but for some reason they're just not you know like um and i don't know if it's because of the the resource routes birmingham artists are taking or mm -hmm. just like i said nobody's like looking at birmingham like that so you consider that like a, a hurdle birmingham being a hurdle like what what kind of hurdles do you think there are other than, i mean is it because of Birmingham? Is it because nobody looks at Birmingham? Is it because of Atlanta, the big yeah. movement in Atlanta? Yeah. I think, and this is on my end, I heard an interview Eugene's did uh, after City Stages one time, which mm -hmm. was like a really good interview. And this cat came all the way from Atlanta to, to interview him. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, dude, when you come to Atlanta, we got a club over there you can perform in and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, is it because Atlanta just shows more love that way? I mean, what, what's what's the deal with that? Maybe so. Maybe it, I think um, it is like maybe Atlanta local artists have more support of the hot clubs and of the hot radio stations, whereas Birmingham doesn't necessarily have that. It is a, a fully underground movement, and the radio stations don't necessarily put put out their hand to us and are like, "Hey, come, you know, partner with us, do this, do that." Um, so I think that could also be an issue. Mm -hmm. If there was an artist from here that embodies what Birmingham was about as far as the hip hop movement is, who is the artist? <laughs> 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 oh man, that's tough. 
Um. Because I, I really, I like you, genius. I think you, genius, is dope. And yeah. I really, it's so many different lanes that I've heard so far at so many shows that I went through. Yeah. I think you, genius, is dope, though. Yeah. He's, and honestly, I think it's a cluster. I can't, I don't know if I can just like tag one person. Okay, you, you don't have to tag. Tag, tag, <laughs> tag whoever. I want to know, I seriously, who embodies the feel what Birmingham's about as far as like this underground hip hop movement that's going on? Um, see, this is just gonna be a totally biased answer because I'm just gonna give. But if you have multiple, if, if it's multiple artists, Multiple artists works for me. Eugenius, of course. I, I think he's dope, yes. Haru, Haruski, Stank Face. I've heard him. Okay. And um, Nosa Foster. Nosa is. Real quick, Nosa <laughs> Foster. I wanted to get that dude's autograph. Oh, man. Oh, man. He, he, like, we are our friends like we are acquaintances yeah and like he gets on stage and i'm just like i cry i cry. honestly almost every time i see him perform mm -hmm. i am literally brought to tears the brother is like really deep and he has a good message and yes. he can flow and yes. he is he reminds me a lot of he gives me like a dungeon family yeah Vibe. And then he'll do some spoken word, and I'm like, "That's Big Rube." <laughs> like, if anybody don't know who Big Rube is, look him up. He he is, and you know, um, and we actually lost him. You know, honestly, and he like comes from uh, Mobile, so right. he's technically not even a uh, Birmingham per se. But he he actually just moved to Harlem, New York. Are you serious? Yes. So I can't get no interview with. Right. Him. So he's gone. Um, unless of course, you know, he may, he'll probably come back and, and visit, I'm sure, but, um, just, just all of those guys that, um, even some that I haven't named mm -hmm. that are just in their crew, mm -hmm. like, they've been doing it, they've been doing it for so long, right. like, they've been doing their thing for so long, and they're, they're just, I admire all of them so much yeah. um, because I've never been around more passionate people and more down-to-earth people and they, not once, they, they do go outside of Birmingham, don't get me wrong, but like they, they've always been true mm -hmm. to where they're from, like to their right. roots, right. so yeah. And that's, that's giving Birmingham, giving the city love too, mm -hmm. that's really great. You named a lot of male artists. Mm -hmm. What's up with the female MCs here in Birmingham? Cause I, I don't really know what one and that's you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not being biased cause yeah, I do yeah, want to yeah. hear some, but what's up with that? Like, why is there not more female MCs here in Birmingham like that? Cause it's, it's, it's male heavy industry. Mm. When you think about mainstream mm. here, I would think it'd be a few more. So, I mean, who are some of the other females here that you've heard that you like? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, it it doesn't seem to be a big, like, huge female MC scope in in Birmingham. I know of I know of a few um, that I've recently heard about. One being Mia Bella. Um, and if I get any one of these names wrong, I'm super sorry. But, um, and then another one, uh, Eugene's actually just put me on her. Her name is Madame B, I think, who she's dope. She's like this super tiny, like four foot two girl. And she just like goes at it. They have some type of cipher, um, that he pulled up for me and she just like killed it. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, there really hasn't been a lot. There is like Seven, who is, um, she's been around for a while. She's a kind of a Christian artist. She's more on the Christian rap side of Birmingham. But um, other than that, there's not a large pool of female rappers in Birmingham. And honestly, I hate it. Like, yeah. which may sound crazy because, I mean, anybody, I guess, would see other female rappers as competition, but right. um, 
I don't know. I just, and even though some of the ones that I've heard, I'm still just kind of like, it's not what it could be. Really? It's not. Yeah. Like, do you think it's room for, for female in seeds here in Birmingham to, to grow? And what, what will it take to get other females to get out there and start pushing their music harder? I definitely think there's room, um, especially in the underground hip hop community, because I think people are always looking for the next um, female that can hang with the guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily the the one that just promotes her. I know. You know, but like the one take that... The, <laughs> the, the females that take the sex route instead of right, taking the lyrical route. Right, right. Like, I think everybody deep down, especially the old heads and stuff like that, are searching for that one. Um, and, and I think also that's the thing. Like, maybe there's that whole, there can only be one. Like, <laughs> there can only be one Lauren Hill. Or, you know, like, right. um, there's only room for one. So, and, and also I think because, <laughs> and I know males go at it too, but like females all the time don't know how to necessarily create sisterhoods. Instead, we, we constantly create combat between mm -hmm. each other, especially female rappers. Like, mm -hmm. um, and we don't band together. So I'm um, I'm curious to see if there is if there is ever a day where there's multiple female rappers on the rise in Birmingham. How will that what would that look like? Mm -hmm. um, will it be beef on top of beef? Right. And we flying, or will it be unity? You know. Oh, like, we fly. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't. We don't. Um. So another question for you: Do you think? The male hip hop artists here in Birmingham respect you like they would respect. Like you, do Eugenius respect you as much as he he would respect Nosu? No, 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 son. Sorry, <laughs> I said no, no, son, no, son Foster. <laughs> like no, no, but like, do you think he res? They is that respect level there when you come out to 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 do your thing? Honestly, yes. Um, I've I've gotten a lot of respect over the years that I've just been in Birmingham, even uh, taking a break from music. All the guys that I know who are still on the scene are like, man, we just waiting. We just waiting for you to come back. Come on. Like, what you want to do? And uh, I actually was in the studio with Eugenius the other night, and he was saying how... Uh, <laughs> I like did some ad lib and I was like, oh God, that, that just sounds so weird. And he was like, you actually sound like a girl for once. Cause I mean, <laughs> when you get on the mic, you just, you spit like a dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, I think that is my, my lyrical ability in music opposed to, like you said, going the sexual route, mm -hmm. um, gives me more respect with the guys because they're like, she's fully clothed and I'm just like blown away right now mm -hmm. so and I think that speaks way more volumes than me bragging about what I can do I, I think the the songs that I've heard from you and I've heard the unreleased stuff too <laughs> but it's like your lyrical content I was sitting down with my co-host on another podcast mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was telling him that I was going to interview you and he's like let's see what she got you yeah. know and he listened to it and he he was like <laughs> I just played I played quality control um uh, creative control for him yeah. and he was just like blown away he was like she's dope <laughs> like she's she's good and I'm like I told you I told you um it's just one of those things one thing that I thought about and tell me what your thoughts about it is too um do you think there's enough artists here to do a, a local artist city stages here? Like, do you think Birmingham could do something like that, arrange something like that? Do we have enough artist talent, love? Because mm -hmm. it's not going to happen without the love, of, like people in the community. But right. do you think we could pull something like that off? I think so, and I, I mean, I think um, like the Lobotomix guys are are showing that it's possible because most of their artists are actually out of Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And um, like with their secret stages thing, I think 
that shows that it is possible even though they do bring some outside artists but i definitely think that we have enough artists um i think it would take like you said the manpower we need the community to be involved and to be excited um probably more so than what they are because i know like at a lot of the shows it's some of the same faces mm -hmm. so i think the question is how do we get how do we get that new fan base how do we get everybody in on it and not right. just the same people um spending their money over and over which mm -hmm. is eventually may make them fall off because it's like man i get to pay for another show you know like yeah exactly <laughs> and don't nobody want to do that <laughs> right i want to pay so, for this yeah like you know I, I mean it's only so much it's only so much money you can ask mm -hmm. the same person to donate to your movement or right. to give to your movement and if they're a diehard fan don't get me wrong they'll do it but um i i think I think there does need to be some growth. There needs to be some type of plan to get more of the city involved. Mm -hmm. Do you think that if this movement grew a little bit bigger, kind of outside the state lines, do you think that would listen to the quality of the music or do you think people would go even harder than what they're doing now? I would hope people would go even harder. Because I feel like as, as your platform grows, well, a lot of people platform clothes that's all actually diminish actually because they feel like they're unstoppable but um i think i think that would be the the defining moment of the true artist and who's just kind of fluffing it you know mm -hmm. um because i feel like the 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 more you grow the more experiences you have so the better your art should be mm -hmm. So, um, hopefully it would go in that direction, but I can't speak for everybody. I'm going to flip it on you for a second, because um, we talk a lot about the artists, and I like to talk about the, the, the flip side of that, which are the producers. Like, who are some producers that you work with here um, that are local producers? Eugenius produces, um, I mean, I record with him in the studio, but as far as, like, beat makers and stuff like that, um, Sways is one of my favorites he's um he's actually from california and he moved here <laughs> all right represent he moved here um a few years back i don't know how many years he's been here but he just kind of came out of nowhere and we were like this man is the best thing on earth like <laughs> he just he can play real instruments he has an ear for music he's old school like so he does a lot of um older samples and just like yeah, he's just the best. Um, and uh, Amp, uh, Pratt City Amp, he... Um, he Is his name Pratt City Amp? Yeah. That's dope. He, uh, <laughs> he, he's out of Huntsville. He, he lived in Huntsville for a while. I think he's about to move back to Birmingham. But he's also another great truly great artist he um on my upcoming mixtape he is the only um producer that actually used his beat i only have one original beat on mm -hmm. this mixtape that's coming up and it's one that he made for me years ago right. um kamala king who else haruski is one of the best producers I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Slash, one of the, the greatest artists, hands down. Um, and I mean, uh, Jasmine Garfield, actually. She produced? She does. She, she's, um, she's not too long. I think she's maybe gotten into her own production maybe a year now. I know she built a studio from scratch and she really? just, I mean, she's blowing it. Like, has her own podcast now. I need to um, check her out. Yeah. I've been checking into her stuff. I've heard the name a couple times. Yeah, she she goes by Jasmine Janice now. Okay, but she is she's not necessarily hip hop, um, but she's one of hands down one of my favorite artists in Birmingham. Producers too. Yes. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so I know you had. I haven't heard. I heard. FYI, everybody, I got the scoop. I got to hear when the new year came in. I actually got to hear uh, some of Lox's 
new stuff, great. Um, I know you hadn't, hadn't been been doing anything musically for a while. What was the process like for you to get back into doing a, a, a mixtape? Like, what was that process like? Because you had stopped doing music for two years. Two years? Yeah. And what happened? Like, what brought you back into doing, wanting you to drop a mixtape? Uh, I never, I never lost my love for music. Um, I had, I really had to step away and think about who I was as a person um, because the the split of the group was really difficult for me um, all the way around. It just it it made me question everything, everything I had done, everything I wanted to do, who I had become, who I wanted to become, um, and stuff like that. And I actually. I took a break from recording, but I didn't take a break from writing. So I, I kept writing because I never want to um, lose my gifts. Because I feel like if you neglect something long enough, you may lose it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I just I came to a point where I was kind of like, you know what? I think it's time. Like, after, after writing for a little bit and writing some of the songs on the tape, um, and, and kind of gathering my thoughts and gathering where I was in my life. I just, I felt like I had a moment with God and he was kind of like, you know what, do your thing. Like you're, you're ready. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think a lot of people jump out there without being ready for what's coming because music in itself, being an artist in itself, of, an artist of any kind, I'm sure is very, um, demanding it could be very stressful it could be not what you expect because we see the the glitz and glamour of art not knowing the sweat blood and tears that drives it behind the scenes right. so um i think i had to take a step away from that and then when i was ready die back in it what's your writing process like like when you write a hot 16 <laughs> Like, what's that process like for you? Ooh, honestly, it is, it's, um, it's just kind of raw. Like, I'll, I'll usually try to grab some inspiration by listening to one of my hip-hop playlists or mm -hmm. something like that, or mm -hmm. going back and listening to some of my songs that have been recorded already or something like that, or just listening to some beats. Mm -hmm. Um, or... Even watching music videos or whatever, I just have to carry. They still make those. No, <laughs> right. just what, is a, what is a music video? <laughs> um, no, but I just try to throw myself into the mindset of what do I want to write about? What story do I want to tell today? Um, sometimes even by reading a book, I can get inspired by reading a fictional book. It may end up writing a song about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I mean, from there, I just kind of cut on whatever beat I have in mind and just let it flow. And I may um, switch to a different song and start writing that song uh, before the last song is finished. And my, my writing process is very spastic. Like, um, I kind of just hop from beat to beat to see if I, okay, what am I feeling for this today? Nothing for that one today. Okay, next one. So, I don't necessarily hone in on one particular track. Um, and I think that's why... <laughs> a lot of people used to get annoyed with me, especially when I was first recording because I would um, have so much material mm -hmm. and wouldn't necessarily be ready to put it out, but I just want to get it done. I want to get it on the track right. because I'm so excited about it myself. Um, so, yeah. So do you still have like a ton of, of stuff you wrote that's just sitting in the closet somewhere? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eugene, Eugene actually gets mad at me constantly because they joke all the time him love for joking with me the other night just saying man you got like seven albums on this computer and like none of them are out none of them are out and so Eugene is always like I'm gonna just throw them out without your permission <laughs> so right it's, it's gotten to that point where I am I'm like a, a hoarder of songs wow <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, should you? I feel like you should share your gift with everybody. Which I agree, and I, I mean, I plan on releasing mostly everything of what I have recorded, but I, I also want things to be. I want to 
throw out the right projects at what I feel like is the right time because actually right before I went into hiding, I guess you could say, for the past years, before I slid up under that rock, um, I started working on and basically finished an entire mixtape that I was planning on letting out and it was all original beats, all um, everything was done, we were getting ready and then all of a sudden I was like, nope, not doing it. What happened? <laughs> um, I don't, I, honestly that was the, that was the point where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm embarking on something new which was me um, starting school and uh, finding my church and I was like you know this this mixtape I just recorded is good it's nice but it's still from who I used to be it's still from this person that I'm a little bit confused about okay. so um, I just I made the decision that it wasn't time yet that's cool that's that is really cool. <laughs> I, I like hearing stuff like that. It's like amazing. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't ever ask, and I think I'm probably one of the few people that always, because I'm so big into music myself. You know, you know me. I know my stuff. I'm on I'm on music stuff all the time. Walking jukebox. <laughs> what? I'm not gonna ask you what brought you to hip hop, but what? song or artist brought you into music period um honestly ever since i was little little i've just always had this um draw to music and i think mostly it was not due to a particular artist but it was because of my dad um my dad is a guitarist and songwriter and lyricist and everything like that and he mostly played in churches when I was growing up but he used to be the the skinny guy with the ripped jeans and huge <laughs> afro with his guitar in hand when he was younger and um, I, always had, I always admired that and um, he would always you know we would be in the car and he was a big rock music guy yeah. so he would be playing Aerosmith and Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that so mm -hmm. I would always just I just stare at him with wide eyes like wow you're amazing <laughs> and um so I think that's really what threw me into music in general and um as far as hip-hop goes I think the first <laughs> I think the first song that I ever heard where I was amazed was Eve Satisfaction. Very good song. Hands down, that's, that's still one of my favorite songs on earth. And um, I think just like seeing her and hearing that and just hearing her flow and like, I'm gonna do this thing like that. Like, yeah. just everything about that song is just like, God, like Eve is sick, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I, but I was never bent on hip hop per se. Right. And I really didn't. I always wanted to be an all girl rock band. Honestly, oh, okay. that was <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> which which is like totally opposite of what I'm doing. Right. But um, that was like that was my dream. Like I used to buy books on female rock stars like Betty Davis and the Runaways and Joan Jett and like just knew. That's rock and roll royalty right there. Yeah like I, I mean like I literally when I was 14 maybe I like did like this choppy cut to my hair and dyed it jet black because I wanted to be like Joan Jett. And um, <laughs> well, she is in, she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like yeah. you can't deny that. Right. So so I always kind of wanted to go that route, and then honestly, it wasn't until I was about um, seventeen years old, I was you know friends with one of my ex bandmates. Um, he goes by Mondo Youngblood now, but um, he was kind of like, you know what? I think you could probably rap. And I was like, 
because honestly up until that point I had never even tried to write a rap mm -hmm. um, I always wrote songs and poems and stuff like that but I never tried rap and um, the first song the first beat I ever wrote a rap to was Wiz Khalifa Never Been oh um okay <laughs> I want to hear that too so what you did at 16 on it or you just did the whole song um what did I do I, I, I think I did the whole song and it was just like this I mean it wasn't bad and I, I like <laughs> you know I wrote to it and, and honestly I was sitting there like this is not bad because I recorded it on my phone mm -hmm. and I remember playing it for some of my best friends and they were like what the crap you know like where did this come from <laughs> and um, that made like piss a lot of people off because some people are like I didn't work on rap for years like you know but um, god it was like kind of like this just newly discovered talent for right. me and um after that, I was like, you know what? This is, this is it. Like, rap. I started to understand what hip hop was for. Like, hip hop is to to say things, like to get your point across, you know. And right. um, and so I, I truly fell in love with it, with the genre. And from that point on, it was just like that was it. Now I've seen you perform live before. Um, but what was your first live performance like? And what makes a great live performance? Hmm. My first... Because I've seen you perform and I was like... I, I know I made fun of you for a second. But I was just, <laughs> that's because I didn't want to get your head too big. But I was just like... Okay. What was your first... What was the first... At UAB? At UAB. Okay. Yep. When, I, when I debuted first, Creative Control. Yeah. And yeah. that was the first time I had... Um, got to see you live. Yeah. And I was like... In my head, like <laughs> I'm like, she's really good. Like I listened to your your stuff, but you know how you know <laughs> I was just like, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, she alright. But when I watched you perform, and then you was just like, you you did that performance. I was mm -hmm. like, she's real. Yeah. So like, what was your first performance like, and what makes makes you have a great performance, or what makes a great performance? So my first performance was um, with the group, with the ninjas. We were fresh out of high school. We had just graduated, um, maybe a month before. And we had just come together as a group and really started forming the trio. Um, because it used to be like a dance collective before that. <laughs> We were getting a dance, to that, right? A dance collective? <laughs> yes. Like, who tells me? It was the jerking era. <laughs> and, it, and it was like, it had like 20 people in it at first. And then it was like, people were just falling off. Then we were like, let's rap. And then it was three of us. So, it was like, uh... <laughs> and we, we, and we instantly dove into like this underground community of Birmingham because... We were fresh out of high school and through some of our um, friends that we had met, like, I don't even know how we met them, like some kids from Ramsey that we had met, um, they introduced us to this collective of poets and artists and it was called War. Mm -hmm. So we started um, getting into that and we planned a show. Um, it was in downtown Inslee. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So we just we're just gonna set the tone there. Hmm. Downtown Inslet. We had um I mean we, we planned the whole thing, we, we got it together. It was it was during their tuxedo junction. Mm -hmm. Inslet throws like this annual thing every year down there mm -hmm. um that most people don't know about. But um we got the we got the space, we set it up, we worked hard mm -hmm. and um it was really just a, probably like all of our parents and family and, and our, <laughs> our friends. Right. Um, and it was, it was an awesome show. We we had, we practiced for days. Like <laughs> we had our set ready, and I had two separate sets. I had a set with the ninjas, and then I had a set with my dad. Um, and I oh, did, really? yeah, I did two 
songs with him playing acoustic behind me singing oh so I, I did a little bit of singing and i did a little bit of rapping but um on the ninja side of it it was very it was energetic because we were still known as like the jerk crew mm -hmm. so we implemented that into our performance and we're like dancing and we hopped off the stage and was like I remember it was like it was these aisles in between the chairs and we were like running up and down the aisles um because we covered we did a, a remake of a, a Drake song over right and and so we were just we were excited like and also I was um gearing up to move because I moved to Maryland shortly after mm -hmm. high school was over so this was like my first and last show supposed to be. <laughs> So, you know, I was like, oh, I gotta blow it, I gotta blow it out, you know. Yeah. So, um, it was, I mean, it was very, it was a lot of fun. And I think people were kind of like, who are these kids? You know, like, we were super young and, and parents were like, die, you know. <laughs> um, and that was the thing about that, us, that group, because we were so young, but yet, um, even a lot of older people mm -hmm. liked our sound. Like, mm -hmm. we were able to... Um, catch the eyes of, of kids, high schoolers, people our age, and then like 40 year old. Right. Like, um, so, yeah, but I think performing for me has always been such a big deal because I, I'm a visual person. Mm -hmm. um, I always, I love the art of music videos. Like, and I yes. hate that they're dying out now. I know. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a fan too. I, I grew up in the era of music videos. Yeah. Um, I hate that. Yeah. I mean, but it's like now you have to kind of go to Vivo and just be like, right. or, you know, YouTube and right. like, like, I didn't even know this was out. Like, right. right. Um. So yeah, I, and I, I've always, I've always loved like musical theater, and and I've always been into acting and stuff like that. So I think that, um, the music art whether you're a rapper or a singer or whatever, it's when you're on stage, it's basically like a, a theater performance, mm -hmm. you know? Um, excuse me. And I think whatever you put into it, that's what you'll get back from right. the audience because people, people respect um, theatrics. They respect mm -hmm. uh, passion. Mm -hmm. So music is, is the one thing that makes me who I am. It makes me grow it makes me it is my passion so mm -hmm. I try to always reflect that when I'm on stage yeah I've seen it when you perform and I'm like okay go ahead <laughs> go ahead like, I'm always trying to big up you and I'm like yeah come on <laughs> do it girl so and it's it's just one of those things, man. I I, I really enjoy your performances and now I'm looking like a big old fan <laughs> But I'm gonna hate on, I'll just hate on you. <laughs> I'll hate on you later on. Right, right. It's okay. Once we cut the recorder, we're gonna bash you. <laughs> um, we're gonna we wind it down. I got a few more questions for you. Yeah. So, and if you want to go quick, you can. You don't have to. It's cool. Um, favorite song you've ever done? Favorite song I've ever done. Your like your you. Wrote it, put it on 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 wax, everything. What <laughs> what is the favorite song that you you have personally ever done? Oh. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> like picking your favorite child. Question. Like it would be it would be much easier if you were like favorite song you've ever put out because I haven't put out a lot. But like mm -mm. favorite song. That's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cause it might be something that you're keeping from everybody. Yeah. Let me just think for a minute. Okay, you got time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know the favorite song. Cause you have, you have a lot of music that I've heard, <laughs> and I like. This might be one or two songs. I'm like, I can't do that one. But the majority of your stuff, I love. But I, it's it's not really about what I want or what I love. <laughs> What's your favorite one? I, that's a hard question for any artist. Yeah, I think um, it has to. Can I give two? Sure. 
It's your interview. <laughs> okay, so I think uh, one of them may not even be my honest favorite. I think one of them, which you've heard, is um, Rumors of War, which, which I did to Schoolboy Q's Break the Bank. Mm -hmm. um, and you killed it. Yeah, that that is that's one of that's one of my favorite songs that i've done just because um i know how i was feeling in that moment and what i wrote it for mm -hmm. because basically the song is about being ready for things that are unseen mm -hmm. because we're so we get so caught up in the visual mm -hmm. and we don't know that there's there's something else that we're battling against and um so it's just like the hook is just be careful in war, mm -hmm. um, and I think people just fight. People fight the wrong fights, mm -hmm. um, and so I actually wrote that song to myself. Um, and a lot of the the lines are like, you know, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? Pretty mm -hmm. much. Right. And um, I think, and that's going on the new mixtape. And the mixtape is is basically a lot of the songs are directed at me and directed at um, who I was and mm -hmm. who I thought I was. And um, another one, um, which is <laughs> is not out yet, is a song that I wrote called Mildred. And it's actually a more, it's a very melancholy tone. I'm singing in it. Mm -hmm. But, um, and just like I was saying earlier, sometimes I get inspired by reading books. And I was reading Fahrenheit 451 mm -hmm. um, a long time ago. I wrote this years ago. And it, would, it happened to be not too long after a friend of mine committed suicide. Wow. And um, in the beginning of that book, the main character walks into a room and he finds his wife. She's basically in this dead state in, in their bed. And um, I think reading that, I just, it made me think back to that friend and it made me think back of, to the moment. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to... Find someone who is your whole world mm -hmm. um, in a state of such depression and in a state of such emptiness. So I, I kind of wrote that song and titled it Mildred for that character in the book. But it's really a song to that friend who killed himself. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's... Um Sad. Let me let's, <laughs> let's let's pick it up. Let's pick it up a little bit. I ain't got a few more things. Uh, favorite artist. Period. It doesn't have to be right. Well, <laughs> you can do right now if you want to, or if you just want to do period. Favorite artist. Favorite artist. Like mainstream. Mainstream. In hip hop genre, I would have to say. Childish Gambino. Okay. <laughs> I can respect that, even though he don't like to be famous. He does. And I'm like, you're good at what you do, man. Like, he, why is that a problem? He's so, like, everything he does just blows me away. And he's just kind of like, eh, I don't want to do music. I don't want to act. Yeah. I don't want to do these things I'm that I'm good at. on acting. He did a stand-up. Weirdo. Have you yeah. ever seen that? Mm -hmm. And then he killed that. Mm -hmm. So it's like mm -hmm. he's super talented, but just like I don't, I don't want to be super talented. I don't want right. to be famous for it. Right. Like, and um, honestly, I think it's such a love hate relationship with him because one of the reasons why I love him is because he just kind of he does what he wants to do. You know, like he does what he wants when he wants. He's not bogged down by the pressure of a label or the pressure of his fans, even. I, I call it the David Chappelle syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're really good at what you do and they right. want to pay you for it and you you ashamed of it. Right, you just don't want to do it. Like, um, yeah, and, and I think also I admire him because he's one of those artists where you really... You hear what he's going through in his music, mm -hmm. and you kind of can connect with it and relate to it. Right. So. All right. 
I was getting the radio station. I was programming the radio station the other day, and I had a ton of Childish Gambino stuff. Mm. And I was listening to it while I was programming the station. I'm like, why is this dude so? Why does he not want to be good or famous uh, about the things that he's very talented? I never understood that. I don't think I ever will understand that. Childish Gambino is Gambino is really good and. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> right. Give us, give us what we want. Um, if I was to look on your phone right now, what playlist would I see? Right now. <laughs> what was that just listening to? Um, I was actually, I always have Spotify up, but it's, you know, since it was New Music Friday yesterday, mm -hmm. I've been, I've been listening to the new that new new stuff. Okay, what what I'm, what, I'm uh, listening, what you listening to? I was recently I was listening to uh, Rihanna's new album. God, it's so I, good. So good. So, so good. I'm so mad because like, I wanted it to be bad. Okay, see we're here <laughs> because I kid you not. Because first, I didn't know if she was going to release it to Spotify. Because, you know, yeah. she did the drop on title. Mm -hmm. Then, um... Well, it got leaked. Right, leaked. Whatever. Oh, sorry. Whatever. Exclusive. Whatever. So, so then she did the drop on iTunes a week before Spotify. And I was like, I looked on Spotify. I said, she ain't going to put it on Spotify. And I ain't buying it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I pay, I pay for Spotify for a reason right so i was at um i was actually at my desk at work uh <laughs> yesterday and i was i had some time i was like let me go in here and see who knew me and i saw, it, saw it and i was like i ain't even gonna like it watch it's gonna suck and the first song is consideration with sizzle it don't suck. Right. Bad. <laughs> bad. I almost quit my job. I'm like, I was like. I'm so bad at Rihanna too. I'm like, <sighs> why would you keep this from everybody for so long? Right. And I mean, the fact that, because Rihanna is one of those like album after album after album after album after album. Like, once a year she drops out. <laughs> and it's consistently good though. Yes. I mean, always. And I'm like. You got a nice little catalog right now. Right. And you, nobody... You, you, you always expecting her to slip up. Like, she has to be bad at some point, right? Like... I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And, that, and that's at, why... Look at her track record right now. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't have so much confidence in the anti-album. Because I was like, there's no way. She got... How many albums did she have right now? Like... Jeez. Six? Yeah. Six in? I think six or seven. Okay. Six or seven? Right. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to be. You know, this may be the one. This may be the one where she ain't really, she don't really bring the cake. But it was, the whole thing was like so anticipated. And it was like, yeah. we ain't going to drop it. Yeah. It's like then all these little rumors like, oh, Travis Scott keeping her, <laughs> keeping her from coming out. And then it's like the label. And then it's just, it's just everything's keeping it from coming out. And then it just kind of leaked. Yeah. And he was just like, now we got to put it out. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Right. And it was hot. So hot. I mean, like, basically every song. And, and to be honest, when I first heard Work with Drake, mm -hmm. I think I heard maybe some off version on YouTube where mm -hmm. the levels was down. Really terrible. I heard yeah, that like, same <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. But, like, even just listening to it again, I was like. Yeah. Just yeah. fire flames. Yeah. That, that, that song <laughs> kept coming out yesterday. Like last night I was at home. Man. And I just was like, let me see your work. Where you <laughs> <laughs> Stop. It's just like creeping over yeah. your shoulder. Like. And I'm like, now I'm kind of mad because I went in with this. I was like, mm, whatever. <laughs> I, was, I was the angry man on the porch. Get off my lawn, man. <laughs> It ain't gonna be good. I'm just gonna right. hate on it. Right. Cause they don't wanna let it out. And yeah. it dropped and it was so good. It was so worth the wait. I mean like I tried I tried to be cynical. But the literally the first song, the first verse, I was like so So <laughs> You got me. Right, like Okay. You got me. So I guess it would be Rihanna then. <laughs> right. But see that that's another one of those questions where I can't really answer because I have 10 million playlists in my Spotify, 10 million genres that I must do. Like, I can name out so many people. I can name out my top. Oh, Lord. 
we gonna make this go even longer. And <laughs> wow. Um, the last thing I'm gonna hit mm -hmm. musically, 2016. What are you playing? Ah. Uh, Cause we're in February now. Yeah. I am hoping to um, just really dive back in the water. Honestly, um, I don't even want to dip my toe in. I just don't. <laughs> go ahead and dive in don't. there. Trace on. <laughs> dive in. <laughs> I really, I, I'm, I'm excited about the mixtape. I am too, cause I've heard it, <laughs> and I keep telling everybody like, you gotta hear. It. <laughs> You gotta hear it. Like, yeah. I can't wait for you to hand me the hot fire. Yeah. I would most definitely, if you allow me to play the whole weekend. And I'm saying this on the interview now. <laughs> we'll give you a slot on our radio station. We'll play your whole mixtape. Yeah. Hey. I'm the CEO. I can, I can do that. <laughs> you can make those decisions. I can make those decisions. Um, but I want, I want everybody to hear your stuff. It's yeah. so good what I heard. I can't wait to to be able to play it for everybody so a lot more people can like about you what I like about you because yeah. I really enjoy your music. I'm sorry I'm taking this away. No, it's fine. Thank you. I'm enjoying this because like I said, once this recorder goes off, he's going to bash me. <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, and honestly, that, that means a lot to me. But this is out of all of the quote-unquote undropped <laughs> projects that I've done mm -hmm. this is the project and I've been saying it since I started recording it which we've been kind of recording this for almost for basically a year now mm -hmm. but I've been saying it like this is the one <laughs> Yeah, I told you about the new me Yeah, you can come and scoop me And yeah, we can talk But we gon' talk about the new seat You tryna roll up But wait, I'm tryna grow up I used to root for your mother But still it wasn't enough My red cup got traded Now it's all in my cup Yeah, you headed to the banker And you saving it up But now I'm teaming with the leaders Push the souls to get up But you still sinking in that couch So you can't wait to throw up Vomit up your soul Sink through holes in the floor You love looking for trouble I ain't trouble no more and yeah, you searching for your double F This is the one. Because this is actually, I, I ride out to this. Like, okay. I ride out to my own stuff. Not to be like, you know, yeah, yeah. pompous or whatever. But it's like, I'm like, man, this is good. Like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm fine. Put loose. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> Put loose. The inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to pushing it out. I'm looking forward to um, shooting music videos for it. We're already talking about um, getting some videos in the mix because my my dream has always one of my dreams has always been to to actually be a playwright one day too. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just kind of you know look at my music as why don't I just start writing screenplays now why don't I just put these stories into these videos mm -hmm. and bring the visual side of it for those people that actually like to to be satisfied visually you know mm -hmm. just to bring it more to life so I'm excited to work on the videos I'm excited to hopefully some show opportunities will open up I'm excited to get back on the stage and get back I really want you to get back on stage <sighs> yeah you need to perform I know, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm also a little nervous because I'm like, whew, I'm super rusty at this point. Don't mind, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, you just get back on and you do it. But, I mean, just like I said, I'm, I'm ready, you know. Okay. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I'm just ready. Ready. Anything, that's great. Anything else, whatever else you want to promote, say, final thoughts. We gotta shut it down. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shut it down. I can't talk to you. <laughs> um, no. I mean, this was a great. It was. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, represent, oh, yeah. represent, represent. Um, everybody, look out for my mixtape. When's soon. it gonna drop? You gonna give us a date, or you gonna be like Kanye? <laughs> you gonna change the name like four times? 
<laughs> I have changed the name like four times <laughs> to be honest. Um, when is it dropping? Can, all right, if you don't if you don't have a date, that's cool. Can you give us an area? I do, I don't have a set date, but I'm gonna say mid March. Okay, so I'll be looking for it mid March. Hopefully, I can get my hands on it early. Yes. So I can play it on the station early. You don't let me play it on the station early. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Yes. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for letting me interview you. For I really, I'm so, I'm so glad that you let me interview you first. I wanted you to be one of the first people I interviewed because I respect, 100% respect you musically. Like, you are a very great artist and I want continued success for you no matter what you do. Um, but I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to just sit down with you, have a little conversation, talk, eat some Shipley's, <laughs> you know, Shipley's. some Shipley's donuts. Um, but that's it. We're done. Everybody tune in to BYK Radio. We'll get at you later. Have a good night. Peace.